0: Hey guys and welcome to another episode of convention confessional my name is katie hunt and i'm here to guide you through the good the bad and the ugly of the convention world and sometimes i do it with the help of my friends i sound horrible okay so i've had covid for like the last week but i'm still recording because the show must go on and i don't have to talk to anybody in person thanks podcast <laughs> um but i just sound like absolute trash this week so it is not your uh, phones it is just this is how I sound, and I'm living with it. So, um, anyways, Doug's here. Hi, Doug.
1: Hey, welcome. hey there. I'm <laughs> glad to be back again. Ooh. I'll, I'll I promise to talk so you sound better because hey, Doug. my 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 voice will be that bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Doug's here to soothe you all with his sweet vocals while I die yes. in a corner.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, uh, so, how you doing, Doug?
1: I am doing all right, recovering from Oticon again mm-hmm. mm-hmm. for, for the. 21st time or sure, 20 se- sure. 22nd time
0: you've been to Oticon enough times that can drink
1: <laughs> yep my my first my first Oticon badge is old enough to drink
0: what that's yep.
1: crazy yep and i mm. haven't missed i haven't missed one in any time to- since then wow like the like i i even count the virtual one they did in 2020 wow because i i presented there so
0: damn I know. I mean, pretty soon, my first AB badge is going to be 20.
1: Yep. Which that's, is, com- that's coming up.
0: That's crazy to me. It's like, oh, God, I really have been doing this this long. Ew.
1: It's no longer a phase, Mom and Dad.
0: <laughs> I think it's sticking this is, around. This is who I am. <laughs> you have to accept me. <laughs> it's like, all right, but you're also like 36 and living in my house. It's like, shut up, Mom. <laughs> got it. Okay, I got it. Uh oh, doug what what brings you here besides me beckoning in the night? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, um, I think you know the fact that you we were talking about my very first uh, uh, anime convention badge or pretty much my first convention badge is a good topic because because there's something on that badge. And also, well, a couple weeks back, I was commenting on... One sort of thing, uh, past story, and I said, "Oh, this is like one of my favorite convention memories." It's a little bit too long to post on Twitter, but ask me about it sometime. And some pod, some Twitter account, I don't know, you know, convention, confessional or something, said, "Okay, I will." <laughs>
0: <laughs> that
1: guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, so the thing that is on my very first Olicon badge uh-huh. is it is a is a picture from. Gundam Wing, endless Waltz,
0: or,
1: <laughs> and well, I've done a lot of interesting things related to Gundam at conventions. <laughs> well,
0: when you say it like that, Doug, it sounds pretty <laughs> permissive.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I have a set of stories that that they're they're, they're, they're gonna we're, we're gonna run the gamut here. Well, there's my R rating. Um. <laughs> Oh, Strong no. PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> Strong. <laughs>
0: oh, boy. Oh. But yeah, I,
1: I've definitely done some stuff that um yeah, not proud of. I, maybe, maybe if my older <laughs> self saw my younger self, <laughs> he'd smack him in the back of the head. But I'm at the same time, I'm like, interesting decisions make interesting stories.
0: It is true. That is true. The worst life choices make the best life stories. So, God, I want that on the like, those like wooden plaques the moms have in their bathroom.
1: Yeah. Seriously. <laughs>
0: I oh my God, I'm gonna make you one, Doug.
1: I need I, I need that along with the I've seen the cross stitch pattern for the Simpsons quote of just in this house we bo- we obey the laws of thermodynamics. <laughs> I'll get those two together, it'll be perfect.
0: I have a I have a cross stitch somewhere, and if I find it I'll frame it for you. Um, but it's like behold, behold my field of fucks and look upon it and see that it is barren. <laughs> but it's a very pretty cross stitch.
1: Yes, but I but I give I give many fucks about wow. Uh, about the Volvo Suit Gundam franchise.
0: <laughs> but, this is beautiful. It's only five minutes in. Let's go, Doug. Let's hear it.
1: So okay, even at my very first Odacon, like my first convention, uh-huh. and only went for a day. I I grabbed a couple of things and whatnot. I've found lots of gun merchandise back then, and I now run a panel that I do kind of regularly. Not every convention I go to, but it's I often submit it and I update it and stuff. That's all about gun merchandise. Uh-huh. And it's, really, it's really fun, but the very first time I went to. Um, Otacon in 2001 I found a dealer selling some video games and stuff like American Games and it was they had one PS2 game called A Mobile Gundam Journey to Jaburo, which covers kind of the first two-thirds of the original series story uh-huh. and, and I I'm pretty sure I'm not 100% sure I'd have to double check this but even though I've already I already owned a PlayStation 2 um, I bought a PlayStation 2 specifically so I could get play Chrono Cross, which, yes, I realize is a PS1 game, uh-huh. but uh, because I'm also obsessed with Chrono Trigger as one of my all-time favorite games, uh-huh. but I was like, I'll get the PS2, and that way I can play future games and all the old PlayStation, uh, old PlayStation games, because backwards compatibility. Right. But I'm, so, but I'm pretty sure Journey to Jaburo, which was, as far as I know, the first time a Gundam game had been released like, in an American version of it. And that was the first PlayStation 2 uh, game that I ever bought at Otakon. Right. I also had, and I don't know if I still have it, it may be buried somewhere, a Japanese-only console that was kind of akin to the original Game Boy, black and white, but had cartridges called a WonderSwan. And I got a game called, like, Mobile Suit Versus, like, MSVS. Yep. I had never studied any Japanese at that point, nope. so um, I never got past the first stage. <laughs> <laughs> it was an experience, um, but uh, no, uh, my cousin had gotten me that because at the time she was traveling to Japan and stuff. But I had some interesting, you know, it was a, it was an interesting experience and one of the first kind of things that I've bought in. Uh, for Gundam merchandise at a con, and Mm -hmm. the trend hasn't really stopped. It has peaks and valleys, but it never really stops. (laughs) Um, But one of the things, I can't remember the exact date. I'm pretty sure it was Otakon 2004. It may have been 2003.
0: Okay.
1: Um, At that time, I had really become obsessed with this one action figure line that was actually, some of them were getting released in Amer- American versions, not as the thing was, the American versions, like some of the parts qualities weren't as good, but this is uh, a figure action figure line called mobile suit in action. Or, okay. And I remember like, those. Yep. So I got some of those, like, and I got those. I had g- done the thing where a, a, like in where I was going to college it was like a toy liquid ear. So, uh store uh-huh. and they were trying to get rid just you know get rid of stuff and i they had a bunch of gundam figures and i cleaned them out like i got like one of everything nice. like to the point that like some of the gundam wing models some some ver- one version of the figure had yellow paint one version had it gold paint just like they changed it part way through so uh-huh. i had like so i got like two of a couple figures because I wanted both versions. Right. But I'm, I'm paying like three bucks for a brand new figure in box in uh packaging. Right. And I had been doing the things like starting to use eBay, which is a very dangerous thing that that age. Yeah. <laughs> um but at that point I had come around to G Gundam. Like initially I thought G Gundam was the stupidest thing ever. Because it's like this isn't a Gundam. It's not a war thing. It's a martial arts one. It's Yeah, just- yeah,
0: yeah. Totally get it.
1: It's just racial right, stereotypes. Right. And then yeah. I realized it's ridiculous. And that's what makes it wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I legit. Well, like really nowadays, I love G Gundam. I, I, I think it's one of the best things. but there was one vendor at back to Oticon mm-hmm. had the figure of the original form of the devil Gundam, which is kind of the big monster thing at the, uh, for the entire series. Right. If you look at, like, listeners, take a moment, go into Google Image Search, and look up Devil Gundam Original Form. Like, I, I, I'm going to give, I'm going to have you do this as well. Too.
0: I'm on it. I'm on it.
1: Yeah. So that's it,
0: Devil Gundam?
1: Original Form.
0: Devil Gundam Or First Form.
1: Original Form. Well, let's see if that finds it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> yeah it's it's not yeah so it's 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 the bigger of the things like it's about the th- fourth thing in google image search
0: kind of looks like a
1: rhino uh kind of like a giant lobster thing yeah. with I guess, spider yeah. legs and stuff that thing is weird right yeah and someone had the figure of it Thank you and uh, no not me yet oh oh
0: not yet there's <laughs> <It's> a yet
1: <laughs> i i saw that um and but I was like, I, I I have since learned as an adult I just gravitate to the weirdo designs, like <laughs> uh, the the bigger the weirder the better because I myself is I'm big and weird I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: Um, but I I asked the dealer like you know how much was it and I want to say he was I think he said forty dollars which was a pretty good price for because this was the, the Japanese version of it too not the American release of it. And I was like, and I was like, I checked like my wallet and it's like, oh, I only have like five bucks. And this is again, like 2004, maybe 2003. This is in the days before most vendors can take cards. Right. And so little me or not so little me, young me was like, can you hold it? I really, 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 really want it. And he's like, I can hold it for half an hour. But after that, I can't like, I can't make any promises. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Um I will be right back.
0: Oh no, Doug! Is this how you hookered for a weird lobster Gundam? N-
1: no hookering, no hookering. Okay, good. I mean, only <laughs> half. I can't make that much hookering in half an hour.
0: <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> it was, was two thousand three.
1: But this Gundam was like pretty much first row of the dealers' room at Otakon in Baltimore. <laughs> okay, which. which- uh, so, to, you know, to give you an idea of that, you know, it's a good sized dealer room, like a large con sized dealer room. And obviously you can't go. It's kind of one way traffic. You can't go out through the indoor. You have to go through the dealer's room,
0: which takes about a half an hour.
1: So I book it. Run through the dealer's room. Like, and again, this is, you know, on concrete because it's the dealer's room floor, the exhibition right, floor, right. floor. Run through the dealer's room. Up one set of stairs to street level, about a like let's say two sides of a block to get back to the front entrance to the uh, Baltimore Convention Center. There, right up the set of stairs back to the where the uh, the registration area was, um, to the one eighty one of the few ATMs that's in that building, like by the like the little cafe they had set up on the second floor. Mm -hmm. wait about 10 minutes because again, it's like the, one of the few ATMs in the entire building, you know, fidgeting the entire time, get there, pay the insane, because it's, you know, one of those captive audience ATMs. So I'm like, I'm paying like a $5 fee in 2004 money. (laughs) Greg, get out, get out the, get out the cash and, and then proceed to run, you know, hurry back down across the sky bridge. Um, down the set of stairs, down the other set of stairs into the dealer's room, and, and give the, the dealer the money for the Devil Gundam figure. Sure. And I'm sure in hindsight, he probably wouldn't have sold it that quickly or anything else like that. But, um, you know, ambitious, you know, early 20s dog is like, here you go.
0: <laughs> give, <laughs> give me, give me, give me, give me. <laughs> 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 yep. Screaming, uh, running around. Oticon in, like, August, Baltimore heat.
1: Yep. (laughs) Probably with a backpack. I don't recall if I did, but probably with a backpack on.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: So, uh, yeah. And I still have that figure to this day.
0: (laughs) You have the weird lobster Gundam. How have I never seen it?
1: Uh, You've never visited my apartment.
0: It's true, but I have seen part of your Gundam collection before. Like, I'm surprised that it never stuck out.
1: (laughs) uh well we'll have to fix that i'll have to send you a picture yes up.
0: please i would like to see the picture of the completed lobster condom. Yeah. thank you
1: yeah <laughs> and i emphasize i emphasize this is just an action figure not a model kit right um I, there's only one model kit of it and it's the uh sd the super deformed one which just came back into production mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they just uh produced a couple more so i need to get it at some point when i'm done being a financially responsible adult, which is so, not fun. yeah, it's not fun.
0: It's the worst. Uh, fiscal. So, yeah,
1: seriously. <laughs> um uh, but uh, yeah, I've I have i I've purchased some other interesting things over the years from mm-hmm. from from vendors. Um one of my all time favorite uh, Gundam designs is um something that's never appeared in animation. Mm-hmm um, not even like in a manga, it's just kind of a line art thing that they did, but they've made a couple things, um, called the Deep Striker, which the best way is to describe it that I can think of is, um, th- th- think of Gundam, but in you instead of legs, it has just giant boosters. Okay. And it has a battleship cannon on one of its shoulders. Sure. It's... It's just a giant mess of a design. Again, I like the gigantic weirdos. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I they had made, made one figure of it that I had bought like with a tax return one year and stuff. I was like, that's cool. And then the one year I went to Anime Expo was pretty much a mistake because Anime Expo is never really that good. <laughs> <laughs> but I did find one dealer that had a kind of a very small... Uh, SD figure of it from the Gundam Converge line. And I was very excited to get that. And I paid like $20 for it. And nowadays you see that going for like three digits for an SD figure. Jesus. Maybe, maybe I mean, three digits if someone's tr- overcharging a little bit, but also like up close. I'd say sometimes like 50 or 70. Wow. Yeah. But I didn't care of that. But then, you know, I had never been very serious into the gundam modeling thing i bought a couple things like i bought one model kit here and there Uh um but i kind of always you know half said oh if they ever make a master grade which is kind of a middle level uh gundam kit of the deep striker i would probably get it because it's my favorite scale to build in and my favorite design (laughs) well time makes fools of us all (laughs) <laughs> um, for the hundredth model kit in the Master Grade line, they announced they did that they would be releasing the Deep Striker. It's like, well, shut up and take my money. <laughs> so, um, Oticon. I want to say this was 2017. I think it was the first year after. Man, a lot of interesting uh, side sidebar. A lot of my interesting gun of decisions come happen at Oticon. I'm noticing a trend here. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, noticing that you go to
0: Otakon and you buy a lot of Gundam stuff and no one's there to watch you.
1: Yeah. Well, well the problem is nowadays I'm with people that are there to watch me and encourage me.
0: <laughs> ah, bad influence.
1: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
0: um I mean, I wouldn't be any help. Don't look at me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Do it! Yep. But um, I, anyway, I so I bought this. I bought the kit. I found, like, one vendor that had it for a pretty good price. I want to say it was $150 and most other places had it for like $180 or something, something significant like that. I was like, okay, that's, that's a good deal. I'm not going to find it for anywhere else. I'm going to grab it, but it's Otacon, and I have lots of things to do and see and whatnot. And even though I had a hotel room at the Marriott Marquis, which is the connected hotel, I did not have time to bring it back to my hotel room. Uh And this is a big box. Like this is a Gundam model box that is big, big enough that they put a handle on it. Jeez. (laughs) Yep. It's like, you know, two and a half feet wide and stuff. It's wonder it's beautiful box art, but also I'm, so I'm carrying this for the better part with me for the better part of the day, only putting it down like if I'm sitting in a panel and can kind of like put it put it like like between my legs as I'm sitting, so I can't like no one can just like grab it from me or anything like that and try sure, to run sure. off, you know, protect protect the precious
0: <laughs> protect it at all costs.
1: Um, and of course, you know I'm walking around. there's, like every time I come on in the halls, and it's like oh you got it, <laughs> and you know a couple other people are like oh man I missed they they sold out of them I didn't get a chance. <laughs> yeah, like- so. <laughs>
0: Pissing at people like it's why oh,
1: my, my, my arm, but my arm was so tired by the end of that day. Oh, i bet.
0: dead. Oh my god. So, like, uh, how big is this thing?
1: Mm, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> roughly, I would say I'm looking at it now, it's not that far off from the Devil Gundam figure on the shelf. I would say roughly, probably a two foot cube, give or take. Mm-hmm. So maybe a little bit longer with the, um, the the giant cannon, adds a little bit of length to it.
0: But, <laughs> the giant cannon.
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: oh, my God. That's so. awesome, though. They're so cool looking. Yeah. I, I bought one, I don't know, probably 2005. I found a Death Scythe model, like a teeny tiny, like a little one. Like there was a series that was that where they were like, and I say little one, I mean, it literally would have maybe 12 inches, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember I was like, oh, that'd be fun to put together. And they opened the box up and I saw everything and I was like, wow, I hate myself. Okay, cool. And <laughs> I don't, I did not finish that model. I ended up giving it to one of my friends because they had um, bought a couple more of them. So she had more of a complete set of them. And I got like an arm put together before I was before I was I was completely out of my league. I had no idea what I was doing. Gave it to her. I didn't know she finished it. So I know she has the the um Death Scythe model, but Death Scythe has always been my favorite of all the Gundams that I've seen of all the Gundams like out there. I mean, there's been some really cool model kits and I mean, they have them displayed and stuff at um, all the dealers room tables and everything, but I don't know. There's just something about death scythe. And I know that sounds wicked, like fangirly Gundam wing of me, but there's something about that. that Gundam model is just really Mm. cool.
1: Like the one you like. And I will also say like technology for model kits has gotten better, but also it's also just been a thing where um, resources have gotten better. There's, I mean, I've written a couple of guest articles for Gunpla 101. And when I got that Deep Striker kit, it kind of broke the seal. And I got really, like, I really found the hobby again. And even though it was only a couple of years ago, I look at that model now and I say, look at like so many things, it's like, I would do so many things differently now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: which is, you know, a lot of great kind of nice personal growth of like, oh, I can't, you will get better just practice and things like that. Right. There's there's also, you can find both more kits online through like actual decent vendors on like, so, you know, unlike some vendors who maybe be like go to a con and think they have a captive audience. So they'll charge like twice as much for the a kit, even the small ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, and like, just like, tutorials or tools it's it's so much more fascinating and i've definitely found a couple more things at conventions that way um i will say if you're a fan of the death scythe uh the original one not the the death scythe hell from the later half of the series or the hell custom from um endless waltz
0: I mean, I'm I love all of them,
1: <laughs> but I, I will say the original Death Scythe just got a recent new model kit,
0: <sighs> and
1: and, and I, oh, I'm going to be a real asshole now. No. And, and you can find if you keep an eye out at Target because Target now has Arkansas- the Tarjay. Yep, yeah.
0: oh, it's going to be at Tarjay.
1: It's been at Tarjay. What? Yep.
0: My baby's sitting at Tarje, and you didn't tell me.
1: <laughs> if nothing else, you can also get just what they call the entry grade Gundam. They have this kind of one that looks like the original Gundam or one that's kind of in red, white, and blue
0: uh-huh.
1: stuff. And it is it is designed to be ridiculously easy to put together. And it's <laughs> it really mean, fun. You just
0: said like entry grade and I'm like, oh, there's four pieces. Click, click, click. Oh, it's, <laughs>
1: it's, I mean, the I will say this. Like... So, like the, most most Gundams, including that, have the way they have the eyes is it's like they kind of like two yellow eyes with like black around it to kind of st- do stuff like that. And mm-hmm. most time, most times, even in like the smaller ones, it's you gotta like get a pair of tweezers and really line up that sticker just right. Yep. The entry grade does it with shadows. There's mm-hmm. no sticker re- required. And it, and it is some black max, uh, magic sorcery. <laughs> it is so weird, but it is so cool when you see it happen.
0: What is this black magic?
1: So, but... oh,
0: man. That's, that's really cool. I mean, like I said, those model kits are insane. Like, even just, like, simple model kits. Like, what was it? The ramen noodle kit that I wanted to get so bad? Like, just putting, like, a thing of ramen together?
1: Yeah. I like, I've, I've felt that. Oh, my God.
0: But it's so cool.
1: I felt that. i felt the I've also like beyond Gundam, I've also done the uh the big magic cart model. Oh nice. Yep. And but, those Harus too, the Haru balls. Oh the Harus, yeah. There's a lot of different ones.
0: So many Haru balls. Thanks, Gundam. Well Steve.
1: well, they're also just they're they're inexpensive and they're easy to customize, so they're kind of the really, really well built for that. Um, right. One of the last models I'll bring up is they they sometimes do like convention exclusives in Japan and they've tried it a couple times here in America for so-so results. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, one year I couldn't go to anime NYC, which seems like more and more is going to be every year, but just it's gotten so big, which, Hey, good. They're, they're being successful, but I was, in the hospital, <laughs> um, friends, friends, why are you in
0: the hospital, Doug?
1: <laughs> that's another story. For no! that
0: We're not um, telling that story, it was a terrible story,
1: but anyway, I, I mean, love
0: that story. We're done, anyways. You weren't there, and
1: uh, but some some friends got me, um, a mo- what the special edition model kit from that was re- released at that one, and mm-hmm. even though it's just like the way that they do a lot of the special edition ones is it's like, okay, it's the same model design. We're just gonna use clear plastic or stuff like that. Sure. And it's for this one this, uh, movie called uh Gundam uh narrative or Gundam NT, which is uh it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that kit because it was so some friend like I have so much fun, is because some friends did something really nice for and thoughtful for me. They also got me a patch of uh, from related, like it was a, from Artist Alley, a patch for the Daryl, uh, the living dead division survivors um, thing, which was kind of one on point for the reason I was in the hospital, but also I, I, I promise there's a point related to what we had done at anime NYC the previous year. Mm-hmm. Um. So as a cosplayer, the things I really like to cosplay are what I call just kind of good groups, like ones that are either kind of made better by the more people you bring in. Just like, even, no matter if, like again, like I'm in the 501st, the more stormtroopers you have, the more impressive it looks, the more kind of uh, people are like, okay, something's going on. Or just the what I call the double take costumes, which is the someone walks by, sees you, and then you realize, then they it's like, wait a minute, is that? And they they turn their head back, realizing what you're doing, Uh (laughs) like like oh, that's a deep cut reference or something like that. Uh uh So at the NAMIC that year, um, they were promoting the second Gundam Thunderbolt movie, which Gundam Thunderbolt. The best way to describe the anime version of it. The manga has gone on way further than this, but think the grittiest war drama Gundam series possible with a cowboy bebop type soundtrack. Ooh. It's really fun, but they were premiering. They were kind of having the U S premiere of the movie of the second one. Um, And I had been reading the manga as, you know, getting up to it and stuff. And there was one point where one character, his, the living dead division, Has like his repair team, like the techs working on repairing his mobile suit, are like, oh, we even we even have t-shirts and a bunch of dudes just flexing, and they've got this logo on the back of some white t-shirts, and it's like a bunch of it's a ridiculously look funny looking pant uh, panel,
0: Uh
1: and I was just like, we could do that, like everyone just get like people just everyone just get like army uh, pant like style pants, a cap if you want it. Um, and I know a guy that can print t-shirts with the design. We just got to get a good clean version of the uh, image file and we can do that. And it'll just Ooh. be kind of like, yeah, we're going to do this. It's going to be fu- simple. It's going to be fun. And sure enough, I did it. And it was like, I want to say it was like, it was like $12. Like there was like, um, let's see. There was, there was me, Zan from the Spirekin podcast, um, uh, Tom Asnoble, Pat's, and I think yeah, and so it was like twelve dollars a shirt, so pretty good. And this was like a rush job; like I gave I gave them the art like Friday, like I sent it over like Friday afternoon, mm-hmm. and, they, and they were ready for pickup by Tuesday. So I would get them, you know, pick them up on Wednesday and go down to the con on Thursday. So pretty fast turnaround. Sure, and so. um, but so it's like, well, I could, you know, chase you all for each week, what you guys owe, or you know what, um, it, the cons in November, merry early Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was in, we were, the best thing about it is we were, um, so, you know, we're wearing it all day, kind of mostly on Saturday, because they had some events related to the premiere, which was going to be Sunday morning, earlier in Sunday. I sure. think we actually did put them back on on Sunday and so like you know we kind of like oh come someone like would just kind of walk by and then you know okay two of us would like meet up and like okay we're just going to walk through this room catch them, and then so and there'd be two of us like okay that's neat but the minute you got like five of us together like all five of us together uh-huh. uh, or f- four of us rather uh I'm, I'm blanking on numbers um all of a sudden people were just like okay this is a thing I don't know what it is, but it's clearly a thing (laughs) because there's a bunch of them. (laughs) That was the best. And again, like this is again, like everyone just had to wear like military style pants, like go to your army, local army, Navy store, grab an inexpensive one. If you want to get like a kind of army style cap to add to it, go for it. I'm not going to, you know, don't, don't, don't overthink it. This is pretty easy. And so it's great, but, like, we got some autographs because, again, one of the big things about Thunderbolt is the music. We got autographs by the people doing, like, uh, the music. Um, we got interviewed by um, a Japanese TV station, <laughs> uh, which I still have not seen that footage. It exists somewhere. And I one of these days, I'm going to, like, find out which station it was. I'm pretty sure it was NHK find like find either someone in get either talk to a friend who's a good interpreter or find an english-based um english-speaking uh email address and say how can i get to see this footage (laughs) like how can we make this happen like i'm glad like just but we, we but anyway we got that um we went to the panel and the people from sunrise uh the the studio that animates it, uh, took our picture and you know like you know, we pose and stuff like that. Oh, that's pretty cool. And then the next morning we're like I'm looking through just Twitter and stuff and seeing like finding stuff. And it's like, hey guys, Yasuo Otagaki, the manga cuff for Gundam Thunderbolt, retweeted us.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, uh, uh okay. What? What? <laughs> yep. what? Wait, what? <laughs> yep.
0: Oh my god, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> so and again, like it was be- the, the what made it what made it fun was it was very minimal commitment, but what what the but the thing that added to it was doing it with a bunch of friends. Um and you know the more the more the merrier. Um but like they did they did like a VIP package for the concert where you pay a little more um and you got like early seating. And you got a poster for the movie. Because the way they did it was they showed the movie. And then they had a concert with all the music.
0: Cool. Cool. That's cool.
1: And so I have that. Um, uh, my my original poster got damaged. Um, just for stupid reasons that I can't really discuss on the podcast. But uh, this year at Anime Boston, uh, Pat's, the, uh, Pat, uh, Pat's Prime on Twitter. So give him a shout out. Surprised me by giving me his copy of the poster. He's like, "This means so much more to you than me." It's going to the right. It's going to the right home. And as soon as I got it home, I put it into a frame. frame that even though it's not the right size frame, it's in a frame to keep it protected until I can have it professionally framed with like some photos of us and everything.
0: Right, right. With like some kick-ass gold, like indestructible frame.
1: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um,
0: I want uh, the biggest, tackiest, best frame for this. Ever.
1: <laughs> Well, okay, we are going to come back to frames because there is another story I have about Gundam stuff and frames. Oh boy! <laughs> um, but one of the other costumes that I do, like again, I love the double take costume. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things to do. So um, I, it was two years later, or no, it was actually at Oticon, maybe that year, maybe the following year. I can't remember. Um, I wanted to do one character that's only in one episode of the original Gundam series. And his turn is kind of a meme. like has a meme around him. It's a character called Tamara, who's the cook of the mothership of the Gundam. And there's this whole bit of, oh, the white base. We're almost out. We need more salt. We can't make the food taste good. We have no salt. And it's this guy in just the Earth Federation uniform with like a chef hat <laughs> and a white, a white apron on. Um so I reached out to our friend um Minnie Mal, uh Colleen. Yep. Who, who I was just kinda asked, you know, I put I put the I put the call out on just social media and they responded and they're like, Yeah, we well, I, I can probably make that for you. They did an awesome job and made the uh Federation uniform uh, shirt for me, and so I walked around Otakon as with the white apron and the chef chef hat on over the the Federation uniform and a giant empty salt shaker. <laughs> and watching people re- who knew Gundam walk by and realize who I was was so much fun
0: <laughs> because it was like
1: like there was a couple times like you would just I would just be walking through the halls of the Convention center, and I'd hear someone like, and then I'd hear just the kind of like, I swear you'd hear like the tire screech sound, and all of a sudden I hear the footsteps of someone running up to catch me because (laughs) they realized what I was doing, like, and the oh my god, I got to get a picture of this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, once again, I got my picture taken by sunrise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like they thought that was they thought it was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the. The Gundam photo shoot, like, was a very small group, was a big hit there. Uh, Everyone had a lot of fun. I I loved that photo shoot because they had kind of people from every kind of Gundam series, and everyone's just like, there's no, oh, you're from this series, oh, you're from that series. It's, hey, you're all from Gundam. Cool. Yay. Let's all have fun. (laughs) Yay. um, So, um, and I did bring it back to. Uh, anime NYC the following year, and I think my picture got posted on Reddit. It's like, those, so it's the caption of like, this guy's costume wins. Go, home. everyone else, go home. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such a simple costume. Like,
0: see, that's the best ones though. Like, the best costumes are the ones that one turn people's heads because they're like, oh my god, are you really cosplaying that, and two are so stupidly easy. It's like, why wouldn't more people dress up as this? Because it's so damn easy.
1: Yep, exactly. Um, like- so.
0: Save me from the bear fur! I could have been like wearing an apron and just handing out cookies as Percy all this time, but no, I had to wear yep. the bear fur.
1: <laughs> no, oh, stupid. <laughs> so I mentioned though um, things in frames. So this isn't really a convention story, but it's a convention like experience that I huh? have to share. Um, I like did did I did a, I did a <laughs> semester in Japan in fall two thousand five. Mm-hmm. Um, which was awesome and everything like that. And of course, I got some Gundam stuff there. It's so shocking, I know. Shocked. Um, Shocked and appalled. But there was this really awesome thing that was happening. Um, and it was kind of in a couple spots, And it was in the Ueno uh, Museum in Ueno, which is part of Tokyo. Mm-hmm. It's, it was this art exhibit called Gundam Generating Futures. And it's hard to find information on it nowadays, which is really frustrating because I'd like. I'd love to find some old archives and everything. Anyway, this is going to, it's coming and it's like, I want to say it was late November. I'm only in Japan for a few more weeks, but I'm going to, I was like, I got to go see this. This is like a once in a life. This exhibit is kind of all kind of crazy modern art type stuff. Mm-hmm. By people by artists that are kind of the Gundam generation, they grew up with Gundam. Sure, Um really big fans like that, and it's like cool. This is going to be like this is going to be weird and awesome, and I'm going to love it. And like at that point, kind of the centerpiece of it was the a one a full size replica of what the uh, jet fighter kind of what's called the core fighter. That makes kind of the torso that transforms into the torso of the Gundam looks like after the end of the final battle of the series. Sure, sure. This is before you know life size Gundam statues are even a thought in anybody's mind. Right. So it's like that's going to be cool, and my friend in my in the semester abroad program, Peter, who was just like, I don't know anything about Gundam. But you seem super excited about this, and just the fact that you're excited about it is probably going to make this a blast to go do. I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> so we went on a Saturday, and we're like, of course, because it's me, I had to be there like early, like basically there for doors opening that day. It's like not the grand opening thing, but right first first way there, and we're in, we're in line and stuff, and so on. You know, here's this. And this one Japanese guy comes over and sees me. And Peter and I are both in the er, the very basic Japanese class. So he's talking to us a little bit and stuff. And at this point, I want to point out that Peter is Vietnamese. Okay. So he, he looks very Asian. Sure. <laughs> I, I, that I don't know how to say this kind of more politically correct. So I, I apologize if I offend anyone. But so, the, but the Japanese guy's talking to us, and watching his worldview shatter. As the Asian guy knows nothing about Gundam, the big six foot two, awkward nerdy, white guy knows tons, <laughs> knows all about this exhibit. Is very excited. Is excited that Yoshiyuki Tomino, the creator of Gundam. The original director did a special piece for this and everything like that. And how he's been reading about it online for weeks and is really looking forward to this. And there's going to be a core fighter after, based off the end battle of the Baal, a Baoku and everything. And just watching this guy's just mind just trying to wrap his head around it. Like, not malicious, just like not the, not at all what he was expecting. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And it was it was so fun, but uh, I got a poster of the for the show, like you know, has the dates and everything like that, and the very stylized logo. I got a poster from that and brought it home and everything, and that's what I have in a frame, professionally framed and everything. And that's one of that's the if the house is on fire and can only grab one thing, that's what I'm grabbing. Mm-hmm. So that was a really fun experience and i mentioned Yoshiyuki tomino uh, as the kind of director original director of gundam and kind of the the figurehead of it kind of the best way to kind of describe it is what george lucas is to star wars sure like it doesn't do everything now but his influence is undeniable and really kind of got it off the ground so um anime nyc i guess this was 2019 um, I doing press for anime cons t- TV and they announced that they have Yoshiyuki Tomino there. Sure. And I'm like, well, cool. I'm going to go do this, you know? And they, the because he was in such high demand, they, and this is the second time I've seen him in New York city. This is before I did press. There was New York anime fest, uh, like 2007, 2008. They had him as a guest. Mm-hmm um and they they did not know what to do with him like they have him given a keynote speech in kind of a in a they basically basically you make a at the Javits Center you can make a room out of air walls like on all four sides
0: yeah 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 i've been to the javits before yeah
1: they put him doing his keynote the stage shares a wall with like bands rocking out on the other side so you can can, yeah it's like the creator of one of the most prolific anime series of all time and we can barely hear him giving his keynote yeah that was so that was that was but i want to emphasize that was new york anime fest not anime nyc right so anime nyc 2019 rolls around and we go and so now i've started doing work for anime cons tv and i'm like well get my press badge and everything it's like you know do you want an interview it's like well you know they're gonna do it like of course and the way they do it is kind of press conference style. Like everyone gets like one question as, right. long, you know, as long as they have time and everything. And they have us all just kind of sit down in, in this small room. Like if this, you know, post COVID, this room would make me nervous for how small and close packed it was. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, whatever, cool. I'll set up my tripod and everything like that. And then I realize that I, the seat that I have taken is center of the room. And he sits down basically across the table from me (laughs) and and I'm like, (laughs) and and I just, I I, I'm so I'm just like recording the whole pot, uh, the whole section while everyone talks and asks their questions and stuff like that until it's my turn. But as he's like answering another question, I have to like lean back. Thankfully this was, you know, had my, was using my camcorder. And I had it on the small tripod on the table, and I had to just lean back, take a photo of like my camera with like how far close to them. i just like, and I like tweet out something like, you know, sometimes I do some pretty awesome stuff for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was very cool.
0: That's wicked um, awesome.
1: Um, I've also, um, back in fall 2006, so my final semester of college he was at the they were doing some gundam movies kind of they were like oh it's the american premiere of the zeta gundam movies and they had we're going to have him at the chicago international film festival i had done my round trip flights you know with and made sure i had uh mileage built up Uh so i basically threw from flew from albany new york uh, to Chicago by way of Detroit, which, if you look at a map, uh, yeah, that's a little bit of backtracking. <laughs> but I, I basically got round trip flight to Chicago for $15 <laughs> <laughs> and got to see the movies there and him talk a little bit there. And it was funny because there were a couple people wearing cosplay. But I remember talking to one of my professors who's just like, a, uh, I think it was like European history or something because I majored in history, which was an interesting life choice. Uh, But he he was just kind of the, he was like, okay, I'm going to be, at least like, I've got to be a little strict on what I consider an excused absence. You know, I have, you know, I want to really make sure you're not missing important stuff, but if you you know, if you talk to me, you know, we'll, we'll see what we can do. I'm, I'm not going to be completely immo- immovable. And so I was just like, well, I've got this trip coming up. I, and it's one of those, I'm not lying. I'm just uh, omitting key details. Right. <laughs> I'm going to Chicago for a conference. I'm seeing a presentation on Japanese media at this, pre- at this conference and they've got a very important Japanese film director there, um, and it's like I'll make sure my assignments in and everything like that. And it's like, oh, and it's like and it's like, oh yeah, you're you're with that like anime club, right? So you know Japanese media. It's like, yeah, I'm the president of the anime club.
0: It's not in the president, thank you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so and it's like, oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, that that's that seems relevant. And it's like I know you're focused on a- Asian culture and stuff like that. That's cool. And it's like I, you're. Your advisor is in charge of uh does a lot of the Asian culture and history stuff, and is the advisor for the club. I know you wouldn't be doing this without thing, and like you know, like yeah, that that's fine. That that counts as an excuse absence because it's actually like something. It's like you know, it sounds like it's a really good experience and a really important thing, and you're telling me like six weeks in advance, go for it. And then, so it's like you know, whatever. Like, go to Chicago for the International Film Festival. First time ever going to Chicago, by the way. <laughs> no, <laughs> no idea how to get around the town. Eh. Yeah, found out that found out that that I flew into O'Hare, and my friend that I was meeting, who was also doing it, flew into Midway. So we had to uh, kind of meet somewhere in the middle to get to our hotel. <laughs> uh, so, um, and then you know, saw it. It was fun and then came back like on Monday. So it's like oh so how was the uh conference? I know it took me a second like my brain had to process it's like oh yeah it was really good.
0: Oh, I was fine. yeah it's great.
1: Um so I've I've seen, yeah I've seen Yoshiyuki Tomino in America three times now and he's probably not doing many more conventions cuz he's getting up there in age unfortunately. Hmm. Um but I've also Uh, Otakon 2019, I think, um, I got the chance to interview for the podcast, one of the few times I've done a Japanese guest Uh interview for things, because it's, it's a little weird going through an interpreter for an interview, but I got to interview Toru Furuya, who is the voice of Amuro Ray, the main character of the original Gundam series. Uh As well as Yamcha from Dragon Ball Z, <gasps> as well as uh, Sambo from One Piece, uh, as well as uh, Tuxedo Mask from Sailor Moon. Oh
0: my god, Tuxedo Mask.
1: As well as uh, <laughs> Seiya from Saint Seiya. The guy's had a bit of a career. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess you've seen a couple of those things.
1: <laughs> yeah. One or two. Um, and he was so much fun to talk to. Like, he was very gracious and stuff like that. And. Teasing me for you know, playfully teasing me that I'm wearing a Gundam-related shirt uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. And,
1: and things like that, but like incredibly generous guy. I was like, okay, let's you know make sure we get a piece. Like, he's like you clearly know your stuff, you're fun, and I want to get a picture of all the people I've been taking in an interview. Can I get a picture with you? It's like, oh, can you get a picture with me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> mean, mean, <laughs> mean, meanwhile, like, I am very good of not getting starstruck in the moment. But as soon as that moment is passed is when I just like, and eh, now I'm going to melt. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna melt into a puddle of happy right.
0: Professional, professional. Eee!
1: Yep. <laughs> so
0: That's awesome. So you know, I've Gundam's done a lot of good in your life too. It's not just, you know, an expense account.
1: It's like- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've definitely and I've I I I to this day I maintain that. Because Gundam was one of the biggest, you know, anime franchises that I'm a fan of. I've met some of the best friends I've ever made. It's helped me grow because I've done made done panels on it. Mm -hmm. I've now presented ones. I've uh, the fact that again, like Otakon 2020, when they had to do a virtual one, accepted my panel for a virtual uh, accepted my application for a virtual panel. It's like, that's like, they only had a very limited one. It's not like they have eight panel rooms going. They've only got a couple. And the fact that they accepted mine to the broadcast to people, that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And so it's one of those things that I think, you know, don't be afraid to wear your, your fandom on the sleeve a little bit. I mean, sometimes you have to pretend to be a normal human, but having that passion and it'll, it'll pop up in weird ways.
0: And sometimes you have to carry a huge salt shaker around
1: a huge empty salt shaker, or, or sometimes you have to carry a huge model kit box around,
0: or a huge model kit box. Uh, Oh my God. Doug, this always, always a pleasure. Always.
1: Pleasure is all mine. (laughs) No, no, seriously. It's mine.
0: (laughs) Uh, Anything you'd like to promote while you're here?
1: Well, I will shout out that for real this time, there is now a new episode of AnimeCons TV as of this week. My, no way! My, my, my Oticon 22, 22 report is up. I had to record it three times because the first time I was recording it with my webcam and the app froze as I tried to cl- save it. Oh boy. The second time I did not check my framing in the shot. So talked to my camera for about 20 minutes and then looked at the footage and it's like, oh, the top third of my head is missing. (laughs) So third time's a charm. (laughs) Eh. (laughs) But we got it um, and that's going to be good. So always check out Anime Con's TV. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hope we'll be getting some more content and everything like that. And you can always reach out to me there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, And just... Now the cons are back, keep keep wearing your mask, keep being safe, because I don't know anybody that, I personally don't know anyone that got COVID at Otakon, and I think part of it is because people were very good about wearing their masks, and they had a very good policy, so let's keep doing that. Keep each other safe.
0: Yeah. Hi. I went to Anime Boston, made it the whole weekend, didn't get COVID, and I go to work for like 10 minutes, and some gross customers near me, and here we are. Yep. Here we are. <laughs> oh the worst people are gross <laughs> so i do podcasts so i don't have to be around people <laughs> all right um let's see i guess i'm just gonna promote that book thing again uh I, I actually you'll be the first to hear about it doug um i may or may not have started the sequel to it already
1: oh i enjoyed the first one immensely <laughs>
0: So, I mean, it'll probably be, like, another seven years before I get my act together and actually put it out. But um, the first chapter has been solidified. So, uh, who knows? In a year or two or five, I'll probably put another book out. But for right now, you can buy my first book. Uh, That Could Have Gone Worse, Life Lessons from a Dinosaur Cosplayer. It's on Amazon in paperback and Kindle form. And a dollar of the proceeds from each book from now until the end of time go to Planned Parenthood, Sandy Hook Promise and trevor project so um, remember if you're buying a book for you or a friend part of your contribution is going to help those organizations that i care a great deal about
1: those Uh, are all very good causes
0: right and i just i keep adding to the list when like more bullshit in the world happens so pretty soon i'm gonna have to like up the book price so i make at least a dollar off of it (laughs) it's gonna be donation based completely for this book like i'm not gonna make any money off of it and i don't care Um, guys, thanks again so much. Doug, thank you again so much for uh, breaking into the emergency backup list. And uh, (laughs) I will catch you guys next week. Bye.
1: Bye, everybody.